right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've never seen you on a weekday before. Not recently. Yeah. This is the first weekday that I've seen you since, uh, I think, since before we reported. First episode. Oh, really? Yeah. It had to be like December or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. Well, it's a school holiday. School holiday. For me. Yeah. But it also feels like a snow day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we're off of school because of President's Day. Got it. Cool. Today? Today we're off of school. I have well, no. no idea. So President's Day is this weekend. Oh. Um, oh. Uh, but today is Chinese uh, uh, New yeah, Year. Chinese yes. New Year, yeah. So celebrate that. Awesome. Mm. Love it. Uh, but no, we're off of school today for a holiday. But it's also, uh, what degrees is it? I think it's 26. Yeah, it's like 26. Uh, and it's supposed to be a low of one? Yeah. One. Yeah. The, just the number one. <laughs> Single just hanging out. Just, yeah. just hey, one degrees. <laughs> I'm one away from being zero. Like, okay. That would be cool. What is that in Celsius? Negative 4,000? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know. I wish yeah. I did. I wish Me I was too. smarter than that. I'm not. Are we the uh, Are we the only country that uses Fahrenheit? I don't think so. Oh. I think now I feel dumb. I think there's other countries that use... Um, let's see. We've got a trusty uh, <laughs> MacBook right here. Yeah. But while we're looking that up... Um, I just want to point out, this is not the Texas I signed up for. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, this isn't part of my rent agreement. You know? <laughs> I feel like. Somebody's got to call the <laughs> landlord. Um, no, yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy. This morning, uh, my mirrors on, on my car were frozen over. Oh. Uh, they were frozen over the entire time uh, I was on the way here. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Are you ready cool. to? I'm hear? ready to find out. Okay, so the countries that use Fahrenheit scale, USA, Bahamas, gotcha. Cayman Islands, Liberia. That's in West Africa. Okay, just, thank so, you. Know, yeah, uh, Palau. Palau is like this uh, island chain that is known for its like fish and coral and stuff like that. It's beautiful. From what I, I, I've heard. Uh, Micronesia. Cool name. Yeah. Uh, the Marshall Islands. Um, there's a few nations that use Fahrenheit and Celsius. Uh, and they take into account both. So okay. I, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's probably because of diversity. I don't know. They probably have yeah. like a... Yeah. Know. Like Canada uh, has French and English. Right. So the British Virgin Islands. Uh, Belize, Bermuda, Turks and Caicos, a lot of islands. A lot of islands. A lot of like trendy spots to visit and like mm. flex. You know what I mean? Yeah. So okay, well, cool. That's Good to cool. know. Good to know. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, on my way, on my way over here, I was just fingers and toes crossed that somebody rear-ended me so I could get insurance money. Insurance money. Oh wow. Yeah. That's that's a that's a very specific moment in life when you're like yeah please or you're almost like daring people to hit you yeah like, come yeah. on do it yeah yeah uh if i wasn't such a good driver i'm a grandpa driver are you does yeah. it mean you go slow i go exactly the speed limit i i usually do the same unless it's like 
unless there's not a lot of people on the road, I'll go like five-ish over. Sure. Yeah. But I like to be safe. I'm a I, big advocate for, for safe driving. For sure. Yeah, it's unless very you, dangerous. Unless you want to give me insurance money. Of course. <laughs> but it's got to be on them. Not yeah. On yeah, yeah. It can't be your fault. No, right. no, 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 no. And it's got to be provable as well. Yes. Um, I follow the 10% rule. Do you know what that is? I don't. Okay, so the 10% rule is not only a safety measure, but also kind of like mm, making sure that you don't get pulled over for speeding. Mm. So, so like, let's say the, uh, let's see the speed limit on the road is 40. So 10% of 40 is four. So you can go 44. Mm. So you can go four over. Let's say the speed limit is 70. What would you go over? 77, right? Yeah. So it'd be 77. So just seven. So basically the 10% rule is if you're hovering in that rule, um, you're good. They're probably not going to pull you over. They're probably, oh, you're probably going to be safest. I don't know. Uh, but if you go over, that's when it's like, uh, they might get you. So that's kind of what I follow. But yeah, I'm pretty slow driver. I'm 10 and 2 on the wheel. Mm. Some people are like, you yeah, I, mean? I hold it at the bottom. You hold oh, it at the bottom. Well, oh wow! I I start off like that. Okay. You know, and I but like if then I'm going, comfy. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, if I feel like I need to switch, I go back up to to ten and two. Um, but I, I kind of go down there. I have a little pocket on my steering wheel oh, that I can just rest my hand on. Just kind of hang out there. Yeah. 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 That's comfy. So to, it That's is comfy. Sure. Plus, I like twirl my hair all the time. Sure. So it's like when I'm driving, and yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I just, I live by the 10 to 2, mm -hmm. and if I, if I take one hand off, it's at 10, if I take, or 2, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it, it makes me nervous when mm -hmm. people are just driving with the low hand. What oh. about, what about 12 up at the top? 12? Because that's I, more secure. 12 feels more secure if it's one hand. Yeah. But one hand at the bottom just feels like, whoa, because of the way motion works, and I just feel like, I, I don't know. Gives me the, the nervousness. Yeah, I'll be sweating in the passenger seat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. But um, that might be the heated seats. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is doing a U-turn and letting the just letting go of the steering wheel and just letting it slide through your hands. Oh. Do you do that? Isn't no? that oddly satisfying? It's so good. That is it's so, so nice. Good. I have thought about this for a while. Why is there not a specific colored light for U-turn signals? Uh, so like on your car. So, like, you know oh. how you have your left turn signal? Why is there not, like, a small little light yeah. that's maybe orange? No, because that's mm -hmm. a... It They're has to orange. be, like, has to be green like, or purple. Yeah, it has to be something kind of LED. Yeah, you know? and it can't be a, a an emergency light. Yeah, um, but something that just indicates, like, hey, I'm doing a U-turn here, not a left turn. Something like that. But then, if it's a different color, then you'd have to take into account, like, well, we okay. We're getting into the territory of that's tough. of America. Just needs roundabouts. We just need more roundabouts because then a roundabout's just a U turn. I've just seen more of them, but it's definitely not. There's a the few number. in this area. Yeah, like one or two. I love them. They're my yeah. favorite thing. In Ireland, when I was driving around in Ireland, we did a road trip um, around the southern. Um, we didn't go to Northern Ireland. Just. Um, the southern part of the country and so um, we were driving around and um, well one there's sheep 
everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of hang out in the in the road, and you're like, oh, that's fine. You know, I'll take my time. Yeah. Uh, but everywhere, it's roundabouts. It's just roundabouts and roundabouts and roundabouts. I it was, yeah, it was pretty interesting, and um, it worked. You know. Yeah. I mean, they definitely have way less people driving. Yeah. But it was also fair. it worked. You know, like worked really well. I liked it. So yeah. Maybe there's something to be talked about there. Yeah. We'll Just see. Save money on electricity if you don't have a light, you know. Yeah. But uh, probably not as good in high traffic areas. Yeah. You know. Well, then people annoy me at stop signs. What do you mean? Like, it just feels <laughs> like there's a general misunderstanding of how stop sign intersections work. Really? Do you feel like that? I feel like. Most people don't know the specifics, but I feel like most people kind of get the turn-based system of, like, whoever gets... Like, I just go by whoever. You know, if, like, you get there before me, you're going to go before me. I don't really, like... I know about, like, the clockwise thing. Like, you go... The person who goes first, it goes in clockwise or whatever. Or that's the order that it goes in. Um, But I feel like it's... I don't know. I feel like most people kind of get the turn-based system. I Yeah. I... I generally agree that most people um, understand that, like, okay, you got here first, like, way ahead of me, and you go first, you know, that's cool. But then it feels like, for me, what gets on my nerves is that people are not predictable. So, Mm -hmm. like, there is a rule. There is an actual rule. There's the right-of-way rule. So, Mm -hmm. like, if you get there at the same time as someone who is on the right of you, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're coming this way. I'm making hand motions as <laughs> if this is a video. But, okay, so if it's basically right away exists. So if you get there at the same time, whoever is on the right of the person goes first. Okay, so um, that's, that's true. And then um, I just feel like people are not predictable. Um, and I feel like cell phones have also contributed this because yeah. people get on the stop sign. And they're like, oh, where am I going? It's like, this should be figured out by now. Yeah. We're not using MapQuest. We're not using, like, paper maps. Like, you're, you got your phone speaking at you. Yeah. You got your, your TV, basically, in your, uh, in your dash speaking at you. Yeah. Like, you should know where you're going, I just feel. Maybe yeah. I'm just upset. Maybe I'm angry about it. I think you are. I just feel like a lot of people are directionally challenged. Mm. And I'm taking for granted my innate ability to understand directions. Gotcha. Does that make sense? I think that's all it is. It's I'm just kind of like, hey, before you get in, before you even buckle up, before you open the door, know where you're going. You know? Yeah. I definitely. Is that too much? That's too much to ask. No, I I get that. I'm being an ass. Yeah, that's too much to ask. Anyways, uh, no, so the stop sign thing. Yeah, I just feel like people just be more predictable. And if you're not going to be predictable, like wave at me or like, you know, yeah, you know, show me something like I hate the people that are like they wave and then they roll forward. It's like, whoa, what? Like that yeah. you can't do both. Yeah, yeah. People who, who kind of hesitate. I mean, yeah, the hesitation is it. nervous. Yeah. Yeah weird yeah it's weird uh moral of the story get better at stop signs yeah that's from jacob yeah also fun story about stop signs in my family 
uh, my cousin, he's he's older than us, but he tried to <laughs> he tried to trick all the cousins because he was like the first one to drive, oh, right? Okay. And so he's a prankster, and so he was trying to trick us before we learned how to drive. He was like, "Hey, any stop signs that have that white border around it, they're oh. optional." And I said, "No, that's that's a bad." prank that is a dangerous prank yeah because most kids are like oh <laughs> okay but what if somebody internalized that and then <laughs> that would yeah that would suck that would be that horrible would they just live in their lives on, on option no yeah no it's a bad prank don't do that don't do bad, that bad cousin bad <laughs> <laughs> um there's a certain stop sign uh by my friend's house that i never see coming i know it's there because i i used to pick her up all the time whenever our friend group would hang out because i was the first one to drive um and uh i always ran that stop sign every single time because i didn't see it not on purpose you know i'm not a i'm not a no cop no stop kind of kind of person mm-hmm. i like to joke about it but i i don't think i can physically uh live up to no cop no stop mm-hmm. um but yeah i miss that i miss that stop sign every time thankfully mm. it's in like a back road neighborhood so mm. there's never been an issue with accidentally hitting someone yeah like a small child yeah yeah cat oh i think Dog. i would wrap myself around a pole if i if i hit an animal yikes dude. yeah wow. or a person that got dark never mind wow. i take that back wow. sorry that is the price <laughs> apparently <laughs> i i don't even want to think about <laughs> accidentally um, okay yeah moving on moving right along um so today is february what i mean this month well, is... i mean it is you're not wrong but you're not, <laughs> I mean, you're not right like today is part of february yeah so yes. it is february it is which february. is a um awesome awesome month. awesome month i'm biased because my birthday is next week <clears throat> oh my god what day uh do you want to, or do you not want to disclose? I don't know if I want to disclose that. Okay, you it's, can tell me later. Well, I can tell you for certainty it's a day that ends in Y. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Zoe's going to love that joke. Because it's, they... It always hits, though. Because, okay, it's one of those jokes that's, like, nobody likes it. Like, it's not like anybody likes that joke. It's just, like, okay, you're either laughing with me or at me. Yeah. And I'll take both, honestly. <laughs> both are wins really if you don't laugh then like i don't know can i refer you to a therapist or you know do you need some help what's going on because yeah. let loose honestly yeah it's a solid joke it's, it's, it's pretty good it's pretty <laughs> okay good. so my birthday is next week and i'm very excited i will personally tell you what okay. day it is good. it's not the <laughs> The void people is yeah. what we're going to call yeah. them. The void people. The void That's people. Fun. I like that. Um, if you you might have already told me, maybe. I might already have it in my calendar. I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly. I don't That's know. Okay. That's all right. We're still friends. We're Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. still friends. Um, but yeah, no. It's uh, Black History Month. This it month. is. Yes. Um, neither of us are black. Uh, so we're not experts on the subject. Or uh, the black experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but I did want to, I talk about anime a lot mm-hmm. on the show, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm trying to dial back a little bit. Mm. Um, so today I'm not talking about anime, but I am talking about uh, Japan's first black-owned, uh, primarily black-owned. There are th- three founding members, one of which is not black. 
Okay. Um, but uh, Japan's first uh, prim- mostly black-owned anime studio uh, called Dart. Um, so Dart was founded back in 2016 by Henry Thurlow, uh, Athwell Izom, and his twin brother Darnell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the two brothers are the the two uh, black creators. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they were creating this studio, their primary goal was to bring together American sensibilities with uh, Japanese anime. Uh, there's a a little bit of an issue with uh, 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 inclusivity in in anime sometimes, but you know, I mean, it's like. It's a different country so a lot of studios currently like older animes kind of really fall short on, mm-hmm. on stuff like that uh, yeah. but a lot of studios modern studios are, are working yeah. towards uh, fixing that problem right uh, and uh, dart is one of them mm-hmm. um, so uh, uh, Arthel had previously worked as a background animer a- animator uh, on hit titles like Bleach, uh, Black Butler, and Naruto, which is one of my personal favorites. Uh, those are all like super mainstream uh, uh, animes, so pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, he's got a lot under his belt. Um, and I, I, I've seen all three of these, and they all have incredible background animation. Because sometimes you get to an anime, and you just kind of like, if you focus on the background, some kind, sometimes it's just kind of not really you know, pleasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but some of their recent achievements uh, do include the musical for Thinking, featuring uh, annual, I think, double A or annual A. I don't, I haven't heard of him, so I don't know how his name is supposed to be said. Uh, Bad Bunny and Future, uh, and the uh, Teflon Funk, uh, which is a series about a young girl uh, from Queensbridge, uh, whose life gets turned upside down. Uh, they've also had other projects, including more music videos and series. Uh, and personally, I look forward to uh, the way that they change uh, anime for the future mm-hmm. uh, and all of their future work. Yeah. Uh, they have a really great animation style, uh, and I hope that they. I hope to see them on some mainstream anime soon. It'd be really cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome, and I I love this. Uh, for bringing this to my attention because as you know i'm relatively newbie to (laughs) anime uh and so i'm learning uh but i do know that dart is a combination of their names the twin brothers yeah so that's really cool you know um that's part of it you know that's awesome that when people think of dart the animating uh studio they're gonna think of those two guys Mm -hmm. and that's awesome love that um and then especially, like you mentioned, like Japan uh, being such a homogenized culture uh, and society, um, having more inclusivity and diversity, we should celebrate mm-hmm. any story, big or small. So, yes, exactly. Love this. Yeah. Love that. Um, well, thank you. Uh, I just have, for, for my side of things, I would like to personally use this platform to send you guys... Um, towards some podcasts that I've been listening to uh, that have been definitely uh, opening my eyes and sharing some uh, very uh, necessary stories uh, about Black history then and now, because that's what I think a lot of people leave out, is that Mm. Black History Month 
is not just about you know people like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X. It's also about people who uh, maybe were lesser known uh, or their stories were sort of uh, whitewashed out of history mm-hmm. or just kind of swept under the rug, even though were, they were just as pioneering and incredible uh, you know, leaders as well. And then also, black history hasn't stopped. You know, like, right. I feel yeah. like that's another thing that I've noticed with some of the ways people talk about black history is they're only focusing on stories that have happened and not stories that are happening. And so I think that's important to um, make sure that we're not just talking about black history as if it was a thing Mm -hmm. that happened, but also something that is being celebrated and accomplished and innovating and uh, full of leadership now, today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm going to just share these names of some podcasts. um, And uh, if you want to check them out, check them out. Uh, Yeah. If you're interested in learning more, uh, you'd like to open your eyes in certain ways and just uh, maybe even uh, get deeper knowledge on stories and names you've already heard about. Okay, Uh, here's this first one. This is called Humanity Archive, and this was founded by Jermaine Fowler. This is an educational and storytelling podcast that shares untold or underexposed stories from history. Like I was saying, you know, the ones that are maybe underrepresented. You know, everyone knows a good Martin Luther King quote, but do we know some of these other people that obviously need, you know, stories uh, and platforms as well? There's another one called uh, Historically Black, and this is going to have some celebrities in it. And you might recognize some of these names, Uh, celebrities including Keegan-Michael Key. Oh, love yeah. so Key and Peele. They are yeah. just their comedy and their way of storytelling is so powerful. I think yeah. it's just good for both of them. I love them. Uh, Roxanne Gay and Issa Rae. Uh, Issa Rae, you might know um, from TV, uh, but okay. Uh, Historically Black is a podcast that uses personal objects to map Black history. I love that. That's an interesting thought, yeah. uh, and I. I think that's really cool. For example, each, ep- each episode explores the story behind a listener-submitted artifact. Ooh. So it gets the listeners as part of the engaging and interactive, you know, story. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe it's a photograph, an instrument, a piece of jewelry, and in the process creates this people's museum, quote-unquote, that honors the lived experiences of various Black Americans. I think that's awesome. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that's desperately needed um, that we're not just uh, making monoliths out of black celebrities, but we're also tying, you know, uh, black history to just various average day citizens, you know, black Americans. Another one is called School Colors. This is hosted by Mark Winston Griffith and Max Friedman. And School Colors is a documentary podcast That's That's my keyword. You know me. I love documentaries. Documentary podcast that follows generations of parents and educators fighting for educational equity, Mm -hmm. which, again, I'm right there. I've listened to a few episodes, and I'm already hooked because it's got documentary style, and it's got education. I'm there. Ding, ding. Right? And then the last one I wanted to share was one that I actually found uh, through Instagram, which... um, 
can be hit, hit or miss sometimes, yeah. you know. Uh, and this is Black History for White People. And I know maybe the title feels like, whoa, but it's actually hosted by two white guys and a black woman. And so the dynamic is very interesting and necessary. And um, I've definitely learned a lot. And the thing that I've grasped onto in this podcast, um, and I've almost completed the entire um uh, and the entire um what it, what is it called when it's a podcast like discography think, is like i think albums, seasons or, or okay. series of episodes. series yeah all yeah. of it yeah uh anyways i've uh listened to almost all of the episodes they have uh and what i like uh and keeps me coming back is that you hear the personal experience of the white men and how wow i had no idea you know, that kind of thing where they're like, oh my gosh, this is opening my eyes right in front of me. Or, you know, they realize something from their past or their childhood was racist and didn't, because of the society or the education system they were brought up in, didn't realize it was racist, right? Stuff like that. And so hearing that kind of storytelling is really powerful, I think, as well, because here you hear white men, the statistically and objectively most privileged group in America denouncing that privilege and denouncing a lot of these things that, you know, may have been racist beliefs that they held and didn't understand. It was like internalized racism, right? So I connect with that a lot as well. And then also hearing um, the black woman's, uh, her host side as well. That's very powerful. And, um, I love the dynamic, and I hope you check out some of those podcasts, and uh, yeah. That sounds really good. I will definitely be checking out yeah. a couple of them, for sure. For sure, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really fun. Yeah. Well, um, let's let's change gears a little bit, and I think there's a, there's a topic on this board we've got that I am just dying to get into. Okay. And you brought it up, and I didn't ask any questions because I have no idea what this means. And dear listeners, the topic on the whiteboard says perpetual stew. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if you got an image in your brain from that, those two words, like putting, putting them together, perpetual stew, but I'm dying to hear. What is this about? So it does have another name. Uh, it can also be called uh, Hunter's Stew, I think was the, the other name. Uh, I saw it. On, I found out about it from TikTok. Um, okay. which is where I get most of my information because, you know, uh, TikTok. Yeah. 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 It's TikTok. Um, so perpetual stew is, uh, it's it sort of, it starts out as, uh, an everything but the kitchen sink kind of dish, which if you don't know what that is, that's sure. sort of just like grabbing a, a lot of ingredients yeah. and making a, a dish out of them. Yeah. Um, so that's how you start it out. But what perpetual stew is, um, is it's a sort of ever-changing dish because you don't ever uh, stop making it. I, at some point, you will stop. But it, it's a stew that you keep going. You, you, it, it changes because you, you keep eating it and you keep taking ingredients out of it, but then you keep putting new ingredients in. So it's going to be a little bit different each time you eat it, uh, and it just... it changes every time it enriches with with each 
serving and addition. Um, people will have it going for a couple of days. Some people will have it going uh, just, you know, I mean, if you have a, a cookout and a lot of people, you could make perpetual stew at one of those and have, have it going for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. um, I would really love to try this. The only thing is uh, I currently live with my parents and I think they would kill me if I ran our gas bill up trying to make perpetual stew. Um, it's probably something that's better done over a fire. Uh, you know, one of those kind of things, but uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just thought it was a really interesting idea. Like it's sort of like recycling kind of, uh, you're making a new, a new dish out of leftovers of an old dish. You know, that's interesting because I feel like perpetual stew, um, the first question in my mind, is it safe? You know, that's kind of yeah. like, that's what I'm at, like the toxic, uh, or the bacteria. Like, I'm like, is it? safe is it spoiling so that's interesting well you keep the heat on the whole time yes so it's cooking yes. the entire time that you're eating it yes um the other thing that it makes me think about is kind of like all right obviously you and i are very comfortable in modern society a mm -hmm. lot of people are very comfortable in modern society we don't have to really worry about a lot of things that our ancestors or even their ancestors and on and on human uh generations had to worry about and so perpetual stew feels like i don't know if you've watched these um these videos of people basically building and using tools mm -hmm. that are from like the stone age mm -hmm. or from the uh the um you know uh different ages and time they try and go back and kind of try and live like tribesmen yeah you know on purpose as a hobby right yeah. and so it's like it's kind of like to prove to myself that could kind of thing uh and so i feel like this perpetual stew thing is almost like getting us back to or like as a hobby to get back to like um i don't know like the medieval ages like oh, yeah you know stuff like that that's really interesting and i'd like to try it too maybe yeah. we could try it that would be cool. um and it, what better time to have stew than exactly. when it's freezing gold oh my gosh yeah wow no perpetual I stew. yeah pretty cool pretty cool uh little topic yeah I think it's a good band name. Honestly, I said band. that earlier. Yeah. I think it's a good band name. Perpetual Stew. Yeah. 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 That yeah. would be... Um, I feel like you could do... Would you spell it differently? Here's... All right. Here's how I would do it. Okay? I would find a drummer, and I would either require that his name is Stew. Okay. Or have them change their name to Stu. Yeah. Just for, not legally or anything, but just for the sake of being in the band. Okay? Yeah. Come on. You, you know? could make the, you could make it the perpetual stews. Multiple stews. Mm. The perpetual stews. Mm. That okay, would that fun. would be interesting. Yeah. But here's my idea. The band would be formulated around the drummer named Stu. Oh, okay. And so the drummer would always be drumming. Oh, so wow. imagine you're at the concert, right? And he's just, and he's like, never stops drumming. And maybe he slows down a little bit to take a, a break, mm -hmm. but he's always leading us into the next song. Mm -hmm. That's Perpetual so stew. I mean, that's come so on. Good. That's a million dollar idea right there. It is. Like, I could see you going to Vegas with that. Yeah. Honestly. Vegas? Why Vegas? Just because that's where... That's where a lot of 
<laughs> sorry, a lot of novelty shows. <laughs> you know, the people who are like, yeah, you're not going to get a world tour, but everyone will come and see you. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to... I'm not an elitist. I'm not like that, okay? I'm just saying, like, it just tends to be the people who have, like, a very niche idea yeah. that it's interesting enough, but not interesting enough for you to tour globally. I got you. That's well, where Vegas... The Blue Man Group toured globally. That's fair. Probably. So that's I'd be fair. like, oh my gosh, my hair tie broke. This is so sad. I'm so sorry. I hate it when they do that. Yeah. Um, what about a... Blue Man Group, Perpetual Stew, like, crossover. Like a, that would be so good. They do good. a concert together. That would be and so it's just, it's just stew. Just, you know, would, like, I'm going at it. Yeah. Oh, it's a great idea. It is. I love Blue Man Group. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, if you yeah. were going to start a Perpetual Stew with the, with the stuff you have in your kitchen, what are some ingredients you would start it with? Well, as right now. the Netflix show, Auntie Donna's... Uh, Funhouse is a funhouse. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking. Oh, about. ha ha! Hey, whoa! <laughs> you need to. You, okay, have you ever seen the? Um, it might be a meme or a gif, and it's like everything's a drum. Have you? I yes yes. Oh my god! I you've have seen, seen this. that. Okay, one. Auntie Donna. What is it called? Auntie Donna. Oh, gosh. You can get there. You got it. I believe in you. Okay, I was close. It is Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Oh. That is the full name of the Netflix show. I will check that out. Just, it's wild. It's okay. weird. It's wild. It's weird. It's sketch comedy kind of thing. I love and it's, comedy. you go into it and you know it's going to be kind of slapstick and wild. And you're like, ah. <laughs> you know, and it's funny, you know. Uh, but they open the scene with everything's a drum. And they're just like, they've got like a, a remote for a TV and they're like, this is a drum. And they're like, my fishbowl's a drum. And like, and they're like, everything's a drum. Like a spatula on a, a metal pan. Like, right? Everything's a drum. And so, you know, kind of borrowing that philosophy that everything is a drum and everything is a drum, just so we're clear. Yeah. Duh. Um, if I was to start the perpetual stews with stuff in my kitchen, Mm-hmm. Or around the house. Or around the house. Um, Maybe you got some Jolly Rangers somewhere. I would kind of mix and match like hollow items with thick, dense items mm. to get different sounds, obviously. So like, boom, right over Wait, there. Wait, what? Yeah, so like... I uh, know. I mean like, uh, like, like the actual perpetual stew. Like what ingredients would you... Whoa. Oh, we <laughs> went on different tangents. <laughs> I thought you were still talking about everything's a drum. No, oh. I didn't. I didn't bring that up. You brought that up. Well, I thought you were wanting to drum with different items. <laughs> okay, wow. No, I meant like well, I keep going. You, you, you're getting us okay, there. Okay, well, well finish I'm gonna it. get us there. Don't worry, I'm gonna bring us home, literally. Yeah, and then you can tell me. I'm still gonna is. drum things while I cook. So yeah. I don't know if you know me very well. <laughs> I am a restless person. Anyways. Um, so there's like that uh, water container for plants right there. I'm gonna use that Ooh, as a drum. That would be a good easy one. peasy. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to use like a candle glass, like you know, boom. Ding 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 ding. That's a drum. That would you be know, fun. everything's a drum. A stack of books that could be a drum, right? Yeah. yeah. And lastly, like 
obviously I don't support animal abuse, but you know when you just do like a little tap tap on your doggies, yes. like kind of play them as a drum, like don't hurt them. Right. Please do not hurt your dogs. They're wonderful beings, and you should not hurt your dog. We will report you. Yeah, that said, you. you can play them as a drum. Yeah, if they're large, small dogs. They might be a bit more sensitive. My dog is 140 pounds and comes up to my hip. I mean, just a massive dog. And so a little tippy, tap, mm-hmm. little tippy tap, little tippy tap. She almost weighs the same as me. You That's know, how much I weighed tap. when I met you. It's 140 pounds. Yeah. That's crazy. And a little tippy tap. Oh, yeah. So Khaleesi be... is a drum. My dog yeah. Khaleesi is a drum. There you go. Perfect. Now, getting back to food. <laughs> um, I did make chili last night i might well i didn't but my mom made chili last mm. night i make dang chili just so do you, know. you yeah so um what would i put in my stew though um definitely onions onions yeah like lots of onions oh i yeah. love onions yeah uh peppers yeah pretty much any kind of peppers love them. um definitely gonna throw in uh some carrots yeah oh yeah Definitely yeah. gonna throw in um, some of those uh, nice. Um, what are they called? Not russet potatoes, but the um, the small the, ones. The, ti- the tiny ones. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What are, I don't know what those. I are. have no idea. I don't know my potatoes. potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the small potatoes. The small potatoes. Yeah. The golf ball sized potatoes. Chop them up, but put them in there. Uh, I'm probably going to put turkey instead of mm. beef just because that's you know eh. it's better yeah, yeah it's better but it's also like yeah yeah um the only time what? i eat beef is like hamburgers or korean barbecue that's it oh that's fair i don't really eat beef fair. i don't I'm eat steaks a, really yeah i don't know i hate steak like i, I just that's a whole different meat. conversation yeah we could have that another day that's a whole podcast yeah about, you know stuff. when you say hold on i gotta ask when you say podcast wow <laughs> I caught how old I just sounded because that is something that old people do. They say that's a whole podcast, meaning an episode. Yeah, okay. No, it's a whole episode, is what I meant. I've wanted to ask you before, but I was afraid. <laughs> no, no, that is just old people. Okay, that's good to clear that up. Yeah. It's okay. It's yeah. it's nice. Yeah. Um, were you gonna ask me what, what was? What would you put in your stew? I would start with the leftover chili that sure. we, that we made last night. I would, I, I, you know, after people get some some of that. Um, I think next I you got to retain that liquid because you're losing liquid with each bowl. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would probably put in probably some water, maybe a little bit of cranberry juice, just to spice it up a little bit. Um, I we don't have much. Uh, we have a lot of cheese, but I think you could save the cheese putting it on top after yeah, you get your serving. Put it in the, Not in the, it. Yeah, no, you that'll give it a, a weird consistency. Um, Hmm. I, would, I I was gonna just add on to like what you were saying about liquid. I I wasn't really thinking about it, but um, yeah, like bone broth. Oh like yeah, chicken broth. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I maybe like some crushed up Pringles. Uh, give a little bit of saltiness, kind of. I'm I'm listening. Okay. Um, I have uh three. Leftover chicken nuggets in a Tupperware that I would probably chop up and and throw in there, um, okay. for my meat base. Because sure. um, if I don't do that, then my other my only other option is lunch meat. 
I don't want to put lunch meat in my perpetual stew. Maybe if I get desperate enough. You could, though. If I That's get like perpetual enough. Like, yeah, if you got perpetual enough. Yeah. Maybe later down the line. Yeah, um, yeah I don't I don't think uh, sour cream and onion dip. I could try that. That might go well with the Pringles. All right, I see where this is going. <laughs> what um, do you mean? I'm I'm being completely honest based off of the I'm going to put Triscuit crackers in okay, my perpetual stew. Okay, now you've made perpetual it. Stew. I, I'm going to put... Sweet potato fries in my perpetual stew. No, I'm, I'm sorry, my parents don't buy enough vegetables. <laughs> wow. Okay, I I have those. Weird, I don't. I my have... parents don't buy my vegetables anymore. So yeah, we're in different worlds. Yeah. Um, I I have those no, I those you. wavy uh, carrots. I could oh, I could yeah. put those in. Those that would good. be good. Uh, no, my stepdad likes to live off of a diet of uh, uh, red meat and wine. Processed so foods. yeah, I don't really gotcha. get to. Uh, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Um, well, so I would, I don't know. There's some interest. What would be like the weirdest thing that you Pop-tarts. put in? I was thinking about, I was going to say it earlier, uh, but. What kind though? What I, the only ones I have right now are the strawberry. No, cherry are the cherry okay, flavor. Cherry. Okay. So okay. I would put uh, brown, the brown sugar cinnamon ones in. I would do that. So that's where I was going to go. Like yeah. brown sugar is actually it's an, an yeah, it's, it's an really food. um you know really good for chilies exactly so, and stews so that would make sense yeah that would be good yeah yeah well I'm definitely interested in trying my version of perpetual stew I'll let you try. <laughs> I will <laughs> uh, you can try yours I will I I'll will. just I'll smell it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring some over in a Tupperware, and by the time I get here, it's just solidified. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh god, it's just a block. <laughs> yeah. Gunk. Yeah. Um, do you believe in aliens? Uh, hmm. I believe we're the aliens, but like I don't know. Okay. I don't know All if right. that's provable. If and I also, it depends on aliens. Like what? Extraterrestrial beings. Yes. Okay. I believe it is it is near impossible that we're the only beings in the entire galaxy, universe, whatever. In our solar system, maybe. Maybe we are. Maybe. Okay. I I could accept that, but I still find that improbable. Um not impossible, but improbable, you know? Uh and then as far as like how many planets and stars and galaxies and you know all that, I just think it's silly to think that we're the only mm-hmm. ones. It's also kind of, you know, it's kind of uh, what am I trying to say? Kind of like this narcissistic like supremacy. Yeah. Type of. Yeah. Very thing. American. It's very. Yeah, it's very American to think that we're the only ones in the world, or, or the galaxy, galaxy, the universe, yeah. you know? Only one on our turtle, that's on another turtle, that's yeah. on another turtle. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. It is. Um, so yes, I believe in aliens. There are, I, I think, 12 planets that are like Earth in the, uh, in the Milky Way, uh, that are uh, almost exactly like it, mm-hmm. uh, climate-wise. Um so, or, or there are 12 planets that could possibly, that would probably have life on them mm-hmm. uh, in the Milky Way. Um, I, yeah. I, I believe, I could be a little bit wrong, but I know the number 12 
and I know that planet's similar to Earth. Um, I've have you ever experienced an alien? I've seen I've seen uh, my brother and I have seen aliens. What do you mean? Keep going. Well, okay. Answer. So we were we were on uh, the balcony of uh, an apartment, I believe. I think that's where we were at the time. Um, it was in the winter. My brother and I were hanging out on the balcony. Uh, it was really late. Uh, you couldn't really see the stars because there was a little bit of light pollution. Uh, and we saw this uh, orange orb kind of come down into our atmosphere. Uh, and it just kind of hung out for a second. And it was like blinking. Like it had other lights that were blinking. Uh, and then something... A, a smaller, dimmer light left uh, the orb and then flew down somewhere like miles away on the surface. And then the orb uh, flew back up. Uh, and then my brother and I ran inside and we told our mom and she thought we were just messing around. Uh, and I will die on that hill that we saw aliens that day because there's no other explanation uh, other than maybe like, I don't know, we were young. and How old were we? Uh, I think I was probably seven or eight. Okay. Like, I'm not saying that it couldn't be aliens. Okay. It's possible. But also, hallucinations are a real thing <laughs> for kids. Like, this is a real thing that happens. Yeah. And the kids are like, no, I swear by it. And it's like, yeah, but you also have a huge imagination and a finite limitation on objective objective reality so yeah that's tough now i think that's an interesting story though and i think i would like to see some ufos or yeah. aliens i think that would be interesting i think that would be cool uh i personally have not seen an alien or any uh i don't have any story like that mm. we got ghost stories but yeah the aliens for me i think i just don't know if i believe um I don't know if I believe they act the way we expect them to. Does no, it, I, I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like the whole UFO stuff. Like, I feel like, why would they be so similar to us? Yeah. What would be the, how would that even happen? And what would be the purpose of them also having spaceships? Like, I just, I don't know. Well. It's tough. The spaceship parts I get. But the, I don't think UFOs look like, I don't think it looks like anything we would be able to think of it would be different yeah and it would fly um, different have different technology yeah absolutely i definitely don't think the uh alien representation in media is is accurate i don't think that like what you see and like i think it might be like i don't know i think the closest thing we we have to probably accurate and this might sound a little silly but i think the closest thing we have to somewhat accurate ideas of aliens uh would be doctor who and the the aliens in that because they're really non-human mm -hmm. uh, i think some of it is a little bit of a stretch like there was like a tv planet uh mm -hmm. where it was like game shows or whatever mm -hmm. um but i don't i don't know i think it a lot of them are uh non-human and like not really or or like we talked about a couple weeks ago the uh how humans have a fear of human-like beings could have been uh aliens that we we had seen that were human-like and maybe that that's what instilled that fear in mm. our 
primal brains. Um, I don't know. I think there are uh, tons of uh, 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 aliens out there. Yeah. Different kinds. Do you believe in the Galactic Federation? That the... the uh, I think it was the... Uh, the Iranian military guy, after he left his job, he came out and said that the Galactic Federation was real. Did you know anything about that? I don't know much. About oh, that, okay. Honestly. Um, it makes me so upset because it's like, and I I've never seen Doctor Who either. Um, fair enough. But I was gonna say, like to me, I think it's really interesting the aliens or the extraterrestrial life that was. Uh, represented in the movie Arrival. Have you seen that? I have not. <laughs> you need to watch that. And I'll watch Doctor Who. I can look Who. up we'll the switch. aliens we'll switch. Yeah, right now. Look it up. But um, we'll switch. I'll watch Doctor Who. You watch Arrival. Anybody who has seen Arrival knows what I'm talking about. And it's all about language. And oh my universal God. language. And like, yeah, you see the images see of the it. aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I definitely think that something like that could That could was, exist really really cool movie it's and interesting interesting that, yeah that it's sort of like a aurora boris kind of situation right. like snake eats its own tail kind yeah of. That's so that's their that's their like language the oh circle, wow that's okay. the that's the words that they're using that's right? cool i'll and, have to check it out uh, they almost look like trees that can walk but with like fingers for legs and stuff it's really interesting and then like all obviously there's like the war of the worlds aliens that are sort of like these, um, I, oh gosh, I'm not going to get this right, but they have like multiple appendages and stuff like that, and mm. big, big, big head, stuff like that. Um, that was interesting. So aliens, yeah, I just feel like it's very possible that there's some that are like bipedal and have like humanoid mm -hmm. type of look and aesthetic, but like, I just feel like the aliens we encounter are just going to be so... The range of difference they're going to have is yeah. going to be wild. Because, like, some of them are going to be, like, literal, like, little tardigrades or something. Yeah. And some of them are going to be like, yeah, this is like an elephant, but kind of not like an <laughs> elephant. But, like, also really like an elephant. But it's, like, you know, on a different planet. Right. You know, and then, there, you know, there's going to be different... Uh, ranges yeah, yeah for sure and that's exciting uh i think they found bacteria on mars but like dead bacteria uh i think could be, i i know there was space bacteria found i don't remember which planet it was pretty sure it was mars i don't know i don't even i don't keep up with space for me i'm like why i I'm, love space i think space is awesome i like it where it is you know what i mean like i'm like yeah cool yeah. stay where you are i get like that. i get I, that. I don't know I, I talk to Zoe about space a lot, uh, and I, I always say that uh, if I was in Star Wars, I would be a pilot, uh, so, because okay. I love uh, exploration uh, into the unknown, um, you know, and, and I, I don't know, I feel like if, if, if I could, I would definitely be an astronaut, but I'm not smart enough. You have to have like a lot of math and science, and I just cannot. So I, you would go to space, though. Oh, on a, at the drop of a pin, I would be there in a second. Yeah. Recreational, uh, recreationally, mm -hmm. you would go. Yes. Just kind of go shopping mall. Oh yeah. Kind yeah. Of the space truck stop. Yeah. The stereotypical. So big. you would. You would just. You would. 
Oh, oh yeah. You'd hop I, off this marble. If if yeah. If you could. If like you could NASA. pay for it, if you could book a ride, like a flight, almost mm. like if you could just be like, hey, yeah. What are you guys doing this weekend? Well, <laughs> I'm gonna go see the dark side of the moon. Huh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. If if NASA told me they would put me in a rocket and they would just send it in one direction, uh and I would just report everything back to them, I would do it. I would oh, you wouldn't it. come back. I, well, it would be nice, but if they needed somebody to just like go out and oh, right. explore, I would do it. Yeah, a scout. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I think I I would love to explore space, um, and hopefully one day uh, we can get to a point uh, where the Galactic Federation will come down. Because the guy said, "Okay, okay, I full heartedly believe that this." This man was telling the truth. Um, but he said that the Galactic Federation is real uh, and that the reason they have not interacted with us is because uh, they don't like that we are killing each other. Uh, they, they feel like we haven't progressed enough as a society, as a, as a race, uh, which I, it angers me and it makes me really sad because I, at this point I feel like we're never going to get to see the Galactic Federation because you know we just we keep putting old white people in power you know well um i that reminds me of a quote uh i can't remember who said it um but um a very smart person said that if you were to kind of zoom out and think about it um do you ever take time out of your day to just stop and watch ants and think about them having their own personalities, each one of them, and having worth and value and stuff like that. Like, maybe if you're on shrooms or something, yeah, you'll be like, oh, look, they're like, fall. Yeah, no, you know, you maybe stop and kind of think about it in that sense. But basically, the idea is sort of what you just said, where um, who's to say that aliens haven't looked at us and deemed us so unintelligent and so just not interesting that they won't come to us they won't contact us yeah and so it's like yeah that's fair that's yeah fair. you know yeah yeah that is true so um, it's, it's tough it is it is it is one day though i hope i hope i i can live to see uh some aliens i think that would be cool just to meet them just to meet extraterrestrials yeah that if you could would you uh would you ask them something like what would you what would you do i don't know would I, you would there be like something like let's say you could show them some things from human culture or society what would you show them i would show them my favorite bands sure um i oof. i feel like we kill it with the music oh i yeah. feel like i feel like we're gonna meet aliens and they're gonna be like what is this this thing that you listen to and we're like oh bro <laughs> That's music, and they you don't think they aliens just, have music? I think I don't think they have music like ours, but I think they have music. We'll see. We'll Honestly, see. I just we'll don't. See. I don't. It's really really hard for me to imagine that another life form could come up with Jimi Hendrix. No, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? I just that's really tough for me. I just think there's just something so innate about the human ability the human soul that is able to produce beethoven you know 
True. Jimi Hendrix. But you really don't think that aliens will have their versions of? I mean, it won't be the same. It won't. Be, it won't even be close to the same. But it'll still be. I feel like aliens will have their Beethoven. They'll have somebody that they look at uh, the way we look at Beethoven. Sure. You know, I I feel like. Like you said, it's a little narcissistic to think that we're the That's only fair. species that has something like music. Maybe I'm thinking about it more in the sense of chaos is such a mm. human intrinsic part of our our personality and persona. I just don't know if chaos is going to be part of the 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 um, the aliens, right? So, like, yeah, they they probably have music, but is that music going to be so full? of depth or is it just going to be formulaic and communicative i okay that's a little bit of a stereotype but i okay what makes our music so good is literally just the fact that we're living right it's our life experiences so if you aliens are going to have life experiences Mm -hmm. okay they're Mm going to they're going to have ways that they express. Maybe it's something completely different than music, mm-hmm. but they're going to have those ways uh, because it, just because we're... The only thing that makes us human is that we're alive. The only thing that makes us human is our experiences. The thing that can make Martians Martians is their experiences. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, you know, for the sake of the conversation, I'm using Martians. Sure. Um, but, like... Wh- I feel like it's it would be practically impossible for other life forms to not have something like music that they hold on to mm-hmm. or something that they that expresses their uh, uh, emotions and feelings and and life experiences and and something that's relatable to them mm-hmm. because I feel like that true that is we have that because we're human yeah. but we're human because we're alive yes. Let me repose my question. Okay. okay. Let's just take this into account interactionist approach, right? Okay. So let's say aliens are like, they come visit us or we visit them. We come in contact with them somehow and they share their music. To us, will it register as music? Because yes, they have life experiences. What if it's just bleep, blorp, bleep, blorp, kind of okay. like ding, 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 ding. I am making it very simplistic. Okay. I'm also wondering, yeah, there could be very specific, you know, awesome music, right? That could be from aliens. I'm just wondering, like, and again, this is my just thought that human music triumphs everything is, is I think okay. it will. I'm, I'm willing to be wrong here. I'm just saying, I think it will. I'm thinking that, Human music has such a universality to it that they're going to probably hear it and something biologically is going to be hardwired into every being in the universe that they're going to be like, something's going to be so stimulating about it, right? Whereas like, what if their music is just not as rich or understandable? And like, does it make sense? So like, it makes I don't sense. know. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just trying to say like, what you're would, saying, would humans be even interested in alien music? No, but I don't think alien. Mu- well, I, I think to an extent, I don't think 
alien music will do for us what our music does for us but i don't think our music will do for aliens what i think music is just sound it is just vibrations so i feel like it's only going to register as that it you will hear it and you will be like yes that is music but i you know it's just me you're like if i listen to um uh uh, uh give me a, a really old guy who did music please a i can't really think of one old guy yeah just give me music. one Give me one. What do you mean? Just give me one. What's Name old? one. What you... Before 2002. Okay, just say Andrea Bocelli. Yes. Uh, man, I'm going to feel really bad if that's a really good artist. Opera but like, singer. Okay, yeah. So I, I don't fuck with opera. I don't like opera. It's annoying to me. So it's like, if I hear it, I'll be like, okay, that's music. That's good to somebody else, but it's just sound to me. So it's like, aliens are going to feel like that about <laughs> our music. Because sure, our music is great okay. to us. But it's just going to be vibrations to them. And that's okay. You're saying Let that our music is going to be. Yes. I am so going to stick. Good. I'm going to stick behind this. Okay. Because there are literally other life forms on this planet okay. that get stimulated by our music. Right. How do you explain that? If it's just sounds. They're okay. They don't know what's saying. It's, it's pleasing. Sounds. They don't know what it even it is. But it's not all pleasing. Dogs have been known to headbang to Nirvana. <laughs> Gorillas will listen to different types of pop music. You know, well, top. different animals receive different vibrations, sure. different ways than sure. we do. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is if a society has music mm-hmm. that they like, then some other society's music isn't going to be as good to them. What you said earlier, you said that our music would be great to them, which is a little bit, I don't know. I don't think that's very accurate because it it could just because it, it's just an opinion. Yeah. Well, and it's not a bad opinion. Yeah. But I don't, I just don't think, I don't know. I don't think that, that aliens would love our music as much as we love music because they have, they've already. Of course not. Right. I know that. Okay. I know that. I'm just saying. I think it will be really interesting if, again, this is all ifs. Yes. And, uh, but I think it would be really interesting if they played their music to us, would we just be like, when did it start? You know, this is just tones, you know, or if it's because music can be, it can be anything really, like yeah. you said, vibrations and sounds, right? And so what if to them it's, lyrical and communicative and they're also having different abilities to mm-hmm. hear different sounds and things like that I i'm just gonna that. say i i don't know i'm just uh, such a believer that human music is so deeply universal that i think i don't know i i again this is just me kind of championing human music i think it is one of the best things about us it is um it just there's something about it that spans cultures, societies, life forms, and I don't know. I I'm just gonna end it with that basically okay. opinion that no, I don't think it's better than. But I just feel like if I was to weigh out the probability scale of like humans' music having more effect over other life forms than other life forms having more effect over humans, I'm gonna bet on the human. Do you see where I'm going with that I argument? I see where you're going. I'm just saying you're humans are humans. 
So they might hear other Lifeforms music and literally be like, what? <laughs> you know, they might just like, uh, I don't get it. What is this? But I just feel like there's something intrinsic about humans' ability to create rich, powerful, stimulating, biologically sounds and all these things that we will have a more probability to sway other life forms than they will have to be able to sway us. Okay. And that is coming from a narcissistic place. That's what I'm saying. So humans are narcissistic. Not all of them have a narcissistic disorder or anything, but we are always thinking about ourselves, you know? Even with space travel, we're not thinking about the aliens. We're thinking about how can we better our lives and how can we do more? And we want to colonize that place, you know? And so all that. And so I just think probability-wise, if we were to interact with aliens... Our music is going to have probably not, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe possibly, probably, whatever, more influence on them than any of theirs will have influence on us. I don't know. I, that is just maybe a thought. Who knows? Maybe they have some type of thing that they call music that like literally turns a key in your brain and switches you into understanding now 50% of your brain power. And it's just like, whoa, I've never been able to do this. You know, maybe they do. And that can be called music too. That's true. I'm just saying like, there's something about human music. And maybe that is a hippy dippy type of thought, but I don't know. This was a good debate though. I like this a lot. Um, That's tough. Yeah. I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying better than, I'm saying. Right, right, right. I got you. The influence might be more universal. I, I personally, I feel like our, our music will have the same effect on an extraterrestrial that their music will have on us. Okay. Um, yeah, just not even like science wise, just like, uh, if they could hear the same way we hear, I feel like it would just be the same. It would, it would, it would affect the same as a whole. Not as people. Like, I would I would kill to hear some alien music right now. Sure. I would love to. Yeah. Um, We're both talking about the whole, not yes, the individual. Yes, not a, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly, fair. exactly. That's a good point to make that, yes. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's something that will always, not always, it's something that will be an if for a very long time. That's fair. Um, That's fair. Hopefully, I hope, I hope I get to hear alien music before yeah. I die. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Do you, you have some questions? Would you like to... uh, I do have some questions. Yes. Um, let me bring those up. All right. Since we're kind of on this weird tangent, okay, <laughs> this is actually a really good question that I've used in my psychology classes, okay? And it always throws people off because they're like, ah, what? That? Wow. <laughs> they always have an answer, but then they're like backstepping. Okay. Picture you are in the middle of the desert and yeah, there's some trees and stuff, you know, and there's some vegetation, right? But by by all means, it's a desert. And you're alone, okay? You fall asleep. Overnight, it floods so torrentially that you have now found yourself on a desert island. Mm. And everything around you is flooded so deep that it'll take 
30 days for it to evaporate for you to be able to cross it and continue your journey. So no matter what, you are now on this desert island for 30 days, knowing that you only have to survive that 30 days, right? And knowing that it is going to evaporate. What do you do with your time on your desert island for that 30 days? And what is your specific goals? Wow. Um, I mean, is it? It's kind of so like you're the, not even asking about like surviving. I'm not asking about, well, I'm not asking about, because you could technically survive. You could mm -hmm. find a way to survive. Um, but like, I'm not technically asking what would you bring with you. Right, you know? right. But I'm asking like, let's say you had a backpack of stuff for a walking journey. What would you already have in that backpack? And how would that, how would that help you survive on that 30 days? And what would you even do with your time? Knowing that it's almost like, a 30-day prison sentence, in a way, in the middle of the desert. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's hard. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, other than, other than trying to survive, I feel like I would do a lot of thinking. Um, how, how big is it? Like, is it just like a... Let's say it's about a mile. About a mile. Mile Ooh. radius. Okay. Can you put that in terms of a football field? So let's let's say it's about if you were to take three football fields and turn it into a circle. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I would spend some time just kind of walking around. Um, I would build some kind of marker to where I I was, so that way I could know where I was going when it when it drains. So I would put. I don't know if I would start with shelter first. Um, yeah, I, I would I would leave some kind of marker as to where I was. Uh, I would just kind of explore the island, probably. See if there was anything at all. Uh, I would do a lot of thinking. Uh, I don't know if I planned on just going for a really long walk in the desert. I don't know if I would bring anything other than survival items. Like, I don't think I would bring a book. Um, so I can't say... I can't say that I would read. Um... If I had known I would be getting trapped like that, I would have brought a book, but mm. I didn't. See, that's a that's a good part of it. Yeah. You got to think about, like, let's just say survival is not part of this question. Okay. It's all about philosophically, if you knew you had 30 days, pretty much no one's expecting you anywhere. No one's asking anything of you, but you are alone on this desert island 30 days to psychologically get yourself through this, knowing that it will end. Um... What are you going to do with your time? I would have some beach fun. I would okay. definitely definitely play in the water, do some swimming to get some full body exercise. Um, maybe finally shake those 10 pounds I've been working on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely think if survival wasn't a question and I didn't plan on being trapped on an island, I just wouldn't do anything. I would just hang out. Just hang out on a beach. Conserve. Yeah. Just chill. For, for 30 days. I would just take that time to myself. I would work out all of the stuff that I've been bottling up for the past 18 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, or work through as much as I could sure. in 30 days. Um, yeah, I would probably just, just kind of take that time to relax and just kind of forget about life outside of the island and 
and yeah, just hang out. Maybe maybe there's some animal friends I hang out with. Maybe we we have a little animal band, play some island music. Yeah, yeah, just hang out. That sounds really good, right? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Here's the follow up to that question: If you were to pick what day number, like five, seven, twenty, whatever, which day do you think will be your best day, and which way, which day do you think will be your worst day? If you just had to guess, I know that's like totally arbitrary, but if you had to guess, I think day four would be my best day because I'm still having fun. I'm over the shock of being on an island, still having fun. I'm hanging out. Uh, day is it a thirty day month? Thir- it's okay. thirty days. Yeah. Um, day uh, twenty eight would be my worst day. Oh, like right, you're almost because it's there. like it's not even yeah. the day before, yeah. right? It's the day before the day before. Ah. So it's like Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. Oh, know? yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I think by that time I would have accepted the fact that I was on that I was gifted with this this incredible island, uh, and I would have I would have accepted the fact that I had to go back, mm-hmm. um, and I would have been okay with it. But I just don't think I would have been looking forward to it. And I, and I think that uh, day 28 would have just been like, or maybe I threw a big party. Maybe maybe my animal friends and I cooked up a, a nice uh, vegetarian meal. Mm-hmm. And and we just had a big party on day 28. Day 29 was getting all my stuff ready. Tra- you know, leaving No Trace behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cleaning up. And then day 30 is leaving. So I think... I take that back. I think day twenty eight would be would be my best day. Um, yeah, uh, worst day maybe like day fifteen. Just kind of getting a little bit bored, but trying to find yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so think about it like this: if you have thirty days, you would technically have two habit habit pinpoints. Oh. So if it takes two weeks to make or break a habit, then you would have two of those. Mm. two times to be able to do that so let's say day 14 day 15 is when you successfully have built this new habit or broken an old habit and then you have another window of that time to do the same for another right i think we're very different people i would i would definitely have my fun and stuff Mm. like that but i would instantly get to work on writing everything that i document Mm. like everything that i'm seeing and i would document the whole experience with the hopes that I could, I don't know, make it into a book or some kind of something, oh, right, yeah. that I could share. Uh, I would also try and strip any, like, vegetation or, like, uh, not killing it, but, like, you know, trees or anything, and try and make a musical instrument. Oh, I like that. I would force myself into being, like, all right, engineer some fun. Like, engineer a tool, something. Out of it. Like, I would take that opportunity and be, like, all right, I have this unique opportunity to try my hands at actually making something that could be useful that once did not exist. I would try that. That would be tough. I would definitely have my fun. I would, you know, make little sand angels and (laughs) jump in the water and swim around and hang out. And yeah, I would, I would figure out how to make a game for myself or something. I, I think my specific goal would be to be 1% healthier and happier each day. So whether mm. that's probably psychologically, but I would be like, okay, day day four, 
what can I, what part of my childhood can I tackle? Or like, you know, be like, oh, remember when I did this to this person? Oh, I feel so much guilt and shame about that and regret. Break it down. You know, I would, I would use each day to kind of like, like you said, go through some trauma. Because think about it. You don't have any other stimulation. You right. don't have any other expectation or place to be. You're not caring for anybody else except for yourself. It's a very interesting question. It is. Yeah. It's a good one. It's flipping the whole desert island thing on its head. Because when you ask the question about what would you bring to your desert island, it's kind of like, it's more of a means to comfort yourself towards the end because there might be no escape. Whereas this has an escape. It's temporary. Yeah. Okay. And it's also disguised as a question of what would you do in prison? So yeah, yeah that's, that's why I like about it. All right. Next question is if you were to ask the person you spend the most time with, whoever that is, or whoever you want that to be, what is your catchphrase? What is the My word? Catchphrase? Yeah. The words or phrases that you say so often that you're like, I didn't realize that was so, you know, subconscious. Man. Um, I can go first if you want to think Yeah, first. you go first. All right. Olivia says my catchphrase is, what do I know? Okay? Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. Because I will do that all the time. And it's kind of an ass type of move. But sometimes I get heated and I, I'm just thinking about something and I break down something and I see someone is like objectively wrong. I don't mess with people's opinions too much because there's no winning. And also it's, you're free to have that opinion. Yeah. But if somebody's like objectively wrong about something and it's provable, I go into this like science nerd route and I'm like, well, blah, 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 blah. You know, just like that. And then, and then I always end it with, but what do I know? And it's kind of an ass move. I agree. That's kind of a dick move. But Olivia is like, it's funny though. Yeah. She's like, cause sometimes you are just like so freaking right and to have that one catchphrase at the end is just it lets all the fun you know in and it's funny yeah she's like i love it I and so that. yeah um catchphrase. so olivia told you yours uh well i kind of understood it as being mine but Fair she enough. also shared that that's what mine was i so. could i could say what i think mine is okay. and then i could call zoe on yeah or even yeah or even um understand like bring it back full circle next week and say yeah it's either or either or um okay i think it's not gonna be as funny as it was but i could call her actually i could call them i'll call them them. i think yeah Yeah. and we'll cut like this part out yeah 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 you could call well we'll we'll see we'll see i'll I'll put what do you before you do it what do you think I think it's sick. I think I say that's sick a lot. Sick. I think that's what it is. That's a good one though. Let's see. Um, Yeah, yeah. It could be sick. Um, It could be. It could be. I don't know. Uh, I do say I don't know a lot. Um, Yeah, I do. I do say I don't know a lot. Like if I'm trying to talk to somebody about somebody, some talk. If I'm trying to talk about a talk. Oh my god, I'm having a stroke. (laughs) If I'm trying to talk to somebody about something. And I need to think about it for a minute. I'll say, I don't know, over and over again. I'm pretty sure I've done it on the podcast. Um, Actually, now that you're yeah, saying Yeah, I think... Well, because you start your answer with, I don't know. You go, yeah. I don't know. I think, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, that is something that you do. 
Yeah. yeah. That's a good one, too. I'm never, Sick and I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm never sure about anything that leaves my mouth ever. Even if I know 100% that it's right, I will assume that I am wrong. Yeah. That's... Which is it, probably what I would work on on my island. On your desert island. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it might change with age. I know? hope so. I feel like being young, you're like, well, I don't actually know. And I don't yeah. want to be wrong because now it's like very serious if I'm not right or something. You know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Next question. I just have a few more. Okay. What is, or sorry, who is the one music artist that you are afraid to see in concert because you're not sure if it's going to change how you feel about them? Okay. I have two answers to this. Um, two years ago, I would have had an answer, but that changed when I did see them in, in concert. Um, currently... Hmm. That is such a good question. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Um I'm afraid I like I like AJR's music. I'm afraid to see them in concert because I'm I I'm afraid that I won't like seeing them. Because I don't like all of their songs. Mm -hmm. Uh so I'm afraid if I if I did see them in concert that it, I just kind of wouldn't really listen to them anymore, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, okay, before I, the, the last concert I went to uh, was in October of 2019, so before the pandemic, um, I went to go see Dodie Clark live. Uh, it, she was doing a U.S. tour, uh, and I had been listening to, I'm not going to talk too much about Dodie because I'm waiting for her new album to come out to talk about her, sure. but I will say that, um, I, I held her very high in my life. Uh, and then I went to go see, uh, I went to go see her in concert and I think, uh, uh, it was very therapeutic for me seeing her. I think, um, the experience I had at that concert uh, is like no other. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever experienced the, the same amount of joy that I've had. Um, it, it felt like I had been, especially that year. Oh my God. Don't even get me started. It felt like I had been trudging through mud for a very long time. And it felt like Dodie was a warm shower to mm -hmm. me. Um, and I was nervous. I was afraid that it that it wasn't going to be everything I had hoped, but mm -hmm. then it was more than everything I had hoped. Uh, and that is a day that I will never forget. Mm -hmm. But yeah, AJR, okay. I think, is, is who I'm afraid of. AJR has that new song. Um, they always have a new song. It's uh, I mean, a lot right now. Yeah, it's but it's all about like... Uh, uh, go out with a bang or yeah, something. Yeah, well, I don't know if I call that new. That's like, oh, that's not new? No, I think that Sorry, I heard out. it on the radio for the first time, and I was like, oh. Fair enough. Haven't heard it before, so. I think they came out with that at, like, the beginning of 2020, maybe the end of 2019. I but I, I get, it's new to you. It's new to you, that's, yeah. I got you. Um, um, so. Their music is very niche, I would say. It's, you know, I don't know. You don't think yeah. so? I mean, it's, it's poppy, but it's like, I think the message might be a little bit more niche. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. Does it make sense? Like, uh, yeah. Like the styles are sort of like, ah, oh, yeah. 
it's very uh like house party music kind of mm-hmm. a vibe yeah yeah i got you yeah um do you have one more question before we wrap up uh i have let's see if you're or making it you didn't one even, did you you didn't even answer that i'll question. answer that yeah. yeah there's a band called the blue stones mm. and um they're a rock band and in my ears they you know when i listen to them i've got this image or not this image but this like feeling and i'm like yeah i just i just vibe with it you know for some reason i don't want to i'm afraid to go see them i want to go see them but i'm afraid to go see them for it to be maybe i don't know not ruined necessarily but i'm like is their on stage energy going to match the feeling i get from mm-hmm. their music does it make sense yeah and so i think it's kind of that and then another one would be probably um, the band um, Mansionaire. Do you know Mansionaire? I don't know Mansionaire. Mansionaire um, you would probably recognize their songs. Mm. Um, but Mansionaire is kind of in that like techno, electronic, like, but not like super techno. It's more like pop electronic, like Odessa, do you know Odessa? Mm-mm. Okay, I'm never mind. So sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, and so, um, I, I, for me, it's kind of the same thing where I'm like, they're beautiful, they're incredible artists. Is it going to, it is seeing them live going to do anything for me to be like, oh, like they're just people, you know, like that kind of thing, where you kind of like just like, ah, oh. like I don't know, like it just sounds so. I don't know. Maybe that's just something. It, no, I'm not I saying it's that. like ruining it. It's just like you're afraid to just not have that um, intimate relationship that you have with just listening to them anymore because you're seeing and you're now comparing to that experience. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Anyways. Um, okay, so I do have three more questions, um, but we don't have to talk about all of them. Uh, let's do uh we do one two yeah let's do let's let's see where we're at after one okay what is your current reason for being happy i've got zoe that's always my number one um but i feel like that's too easy um zoe zoe is my current reason for being happy but i'm gonna try to say something else man this is a good one jacob they're all good ones. <laughs> they are all good ones. They are all good ones. Um, the last one's funny. Don't worry. We'll, okay. We'll end with a laugh. Okay. Good, okay. This one is a bit more like, okay, yeah, I got you. Because it's tricking you. Yeah. What is your current reason for being happy? Not what is something that you remember being happy about, but why are you, what is something that you're like, oh, yeah, that makes me happy currently? Um, I just finished... My new favorite show. You know what? No, I take that back. My current reason for being happy is uh, today's episode of WandaVision, uh, which I won't talk about because I watched it before I came over. You already watched it? I already watched Oh, oh yeah. I woke up this morning and I was like, this is the first thing I'm doing. Oh. Um, I'm not going to talk about the episode. Uh, I'm only going to talk about uh, the facts of uh, her son, Billy. Um, so there's like zero queer representation in the Marvel films. Um, and uh, Wanda, in the comics, Wanda's, uh, one of one of her sons, Billy, I can't remember 
his superhero name right now, uh, but it's the Billy one. He takes uh, her power, not takes her power, but he he gets her her magicy power, um, and uh, you know he's he's cool. He's part of the the New Avengers, um, and uh, he's gay, uh, and he Marvel loves doing uh, weddings, which I think is cool. I love seeing superhero weddings. I think it's great that they do weddings. Uh, but he married a, another character who's named Hulkling, uh, and they had a big wedding. And um, just uh, episode six just like showed me that they are for sure going to uh, have this character at some point in the MCU. And that hopefully, at least there will be a gay character, but hopefully we will get Hulkling and hopefully we'll have their big gay superhero wedding. So that's what's making me happy right now is nice. is that Marvel is finally putting a uh, mainstream gay character in uh, because Iceman is is another uh, gay character but they never did anything with him in the movies which is kind of sad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's what's making me happy. How about you? Well, nice, nice. I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna watch it tonight when Olivia gets home. Um, current reason for being happy? Oh, I don't know. I'm a pretty optimistic person. I like. I don't know. I, I love happiness, and I love. I know there's so many reasons to not be. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna choose to kind of focus on some other things. Um, so current reason to be happy is also uh, WandaVision. I think it's a good show that has definitely um, uh, exceeded expectations. Yes, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I was like, whoa, okay, I see where this is going. So yeah, WandaVision for sure, um, because you mentioned it as well. Uh, but also books. Mm. Big stack. You that's a big stack that's of books. Stack so of I books. went to the bookstore the other day and Ooh. and I well, I've been getting back into reading. So I'm usually the person who hovers around reading like 30, 30 to 40 books a year. I mm. read a lot. I just love reading. It's something I carried over from childhood. In 2020, I read four, and I was, like, disappointed. I was like, what's wrong with me? But to be honest, it was everything. It was stress and just everything was about, like, trying to stay stay alive and comfortable. And, you yeah. know, I was just like, I can't even focus on reading a book right now and stuff like that. And this, this year, 2021, it is mid-February, and I've already read five books, more than the whole year of 2020. And I'm like, yes, I'm back. You know, I'm just feeling really good about that. I'm also feeling really good and happy about getting back into the gym and working out. And so I think it's just that. It's just kind of like, it feels like this year I'm choosing myself again in a really big way. And so, yeah, I'm currently happy about that. And I'm also very happy about, um, you know, I'm getting married this year. Yes. So, yeah. uh, and we've been planning the wedding and it's going to be awesome. And like, we just know it's going to be um, something special because the way we're planning it and the way it's, you know, un unfolding is like everything's just so authentic and we're cutting out a lot of the, you know, traditionalist stuff that is not really who we are. And mm -hmm. so we're like, yeah, we're not doing that. And we're just really excited about that. So that's my current reason for being happy is my that's relationship, awesome. workout and books. So, yeah. And WandaVision. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, oh, man, I, I miss reading. I, I don't read as much as I, I, re I used to read the same amount as you did back when I was younger. 
But now that I'm a, a gifted teenage burnout, I don't. Need, I haven't even picked a book up. I I don't even think I read a book in 2020. You know what helped me? Huh. Um, and this is actually probably somewhere along the line scientific. Um, there's a there's an app called Medium, and it's all about articles mm. and article writing, and it's all kinds of different uh, representations and um, topics and stuff like that. And so you, you know, kind of like social media, you go in there and you're like, I want to learn about climate change. I want to learn about tech. I want to learn about um, social justice, whatever you want to learn about, right? Mm -hmm. Then they have these authors that write for this. And it's not just like everyday people. It's like celebrities and experts and, you know, doctors and professors and stuff like that. So um, these people get paid to write on it. So it's like kind of, it's better than social media because social media these people are not getting paid to be on so it's like yeah um so so the so i downloaded medium and it's free to use but you only get like three a month oh, okay and so but it's articles and you're reading right there in front of you and the layout is really nice and this is kind of sounding like an ad for medium <laughs> now sponsor us no, just kidding. uh but um basically that got me back into reading long form because mm. I know I think that people pick up a book and they're like, oh, am I going to be able to sit through this whole thing? And they give up. And that, that sucks. You know, that's not how it's supposed to work. So pick up like a medium app and you read like an article maybe once a week, twice a week, mm. kind of build it up as a skill because it is a skill. It's a muscle that you get stronger at. Uh, and then, yeah, I think that's what helped me was kind of starting small and then getting back into longer forms and I'll so have to, yeah I'll have yeah to check that out. okay last question okay it is a weird one okay this is from reddit okay okay imagine you were a snake any kind of snake you could be any snake you want okay you're a snake in the wild he's minding your business you know you're a snake okay yeah steve Irwin walks up to you Imagine what Steve Irvin, Irwin would say about you, the snake in the wild. I have to say what he would say. What What do you think Steve Irwin would say about you? I, you're, you're personifying yourself as a snake. What would Steve Irwin say about you? No, I never watched Steve Irwin. <gasps> I, I know. The only exposure Sorry. I... It's okay. It's okay. But the only exposure I have to him is his son. Mm -hmm. So I, I know a little bit more about his son. Okay, Robert Irwin. Yeah. What would Robert Irwin say about you, the snake? Um, because Okay, so here's the issue I'm having with this question. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this is a little not happy. So I can not say it if you don't want me to. Go for it. Um, it's like this question like forces you to... I'm going to answer it. Mm -hmm. But this question forces you to say positive things about yourself. Because Robert Irwin isn't going to... Of course, it's about positive. Yeah. I really struggle with that. Okay. I So, I don't know. But you probably compliment the colors of my... Do snakes have scales? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Okay, you probably compliment the color of my scales uh and the length of my venomous teeth mm, i think that's i think yeah i think he would pick me up by the jaw 
and just kind of like you know how how they do and yeah. just like hold it by the mm -hmm. head and oh yeah. yeah i think that's yeah i think the colors and the teeth are what what i would get from from robert yeah so your uniqueness yeah in I a would, sense. Yeah, yeah i would say that i appreciate that you said venomous and not poisonous because so many people get that wrong yeah but yeah. okay did um, i say venomous you said venomous. oh yeah. thank god okay so venomous is mean i didn't even that think about it when it attacks you you get poisoned. Right. When you eat it and it poisons you, it's poisonous. Yeah. So it's different. Okay. Um, Steve Irwin. What would Steve Irwin say about me? I feel like Steve Irwin would walk up to me, the snake, and be like, oh, crikey. <laughs> Look at this little fella. <laughs> and he would basically point out how calm I am and just like, I think he would point out, I don't think snakes can smile, but he would find a way to be like, this snake is smiling, y'all. Like, like, look at this little bugger, you know? <laughs> He's got a big old smile, you know? Like, uh, he would probably do something like that. I think yeah. I wouldn't be like, like writhing around and like wiggling around. I would be like, yo, what's up, bro? Yeah. Like, like you could touch me, but like, yo, are we like that? And then Steve Irwin would obviously be like, yes, we are like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're like that. Yeah. And I think Steve Irwin would basically just point out that I'm calm, approachable, and smiley. I like that. I think that's me as the snake. That's nice. They, <laughs> they do both have a very good vibe. Like, I would let myself be picked up by, by good old Rob. Yeah. Uh, or like, Steve. There's controversy. Like, I understand, like, uh, you know, you should not provoke wild animals. Right. But he's also professional, yes. and the goal was to educate the global citizens about science and animals and conserve natural habitats. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, like, it's kind of like his good is definitely outweighing the bad. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so that was that was my list of questions for today. I, yeah. I like those. I think I'm going to try good. and get more every, every so good. often. Yeah, every yeah. so often. So, um. So what, where are we at? What are uh, we doing? Yeah, I think we're wrapping up. Wrapping up? Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. Um, we are recording on a Friday today, but you're not going to know that because you're going to hear it on Sunday. Uh, so happy Sunday, if you're hearing this on Sunday. Oh, happy Valentine's oh Day. Oh, my God. Oh, my. We didn't yes. even talk. We got to, let's close out with Valentine's Day. Yeah. I hate Valentine's Day. I love Valentine's okay. Day. Okay. You want to go first? I want to go first. You I'll go first. first. Okay, you go first. Uh, I, love, I love cheesy things. I love love. I okay. love cheesy stuff like that. Okay. Um, I told Zoe, you know, if you're going to get me something for Valentine's Day, uh, then I will take the cheesiest, cheapest box of, heart box of chocolates. I love that. Nice. It's so good. The chocolates are good, too. The chocolates are good. Exactly. Um, no, I just like, I, I love over the top, uh, you know, romance, like rose petals on the bed. Ooh. Uh, the lights are turned off, but there are candles on. Oh, yeah. There's a warm bath waiting. You know, I just love that stuff. It's so good. I don't think people are wrong for not liking it. I get it. Cause I used to not like that. Um, I used to, to not like Valentine's day, but I don't know. I just. Uh, Zoe makes me feel a certain type of way that I just love the cheesy stuff. Oh, so yeah, that's so nice. I <laughs> love that. Um, no, 
I'm not going to say people shouldn't love Valentine's right. Day. That's ridiculous. I'm not a, a, a bah humbug, you know? <laughs> um, I hate Valentine's Day historically. Like, mm. I have literally always hated it. I don't know. Maybe I just was, <laughs> for some reason. Here's my story about Valentine's Day. I'm second grade, okay? Mm. Homeroom and it's Valentine's Day. And we're supposed to design a Kleenex tissue box that, you know how it has the hole yes. in the top? And oh. it's for, um, you design your tissue box however you want to do. You put glue on it, glitter, pink, hearts, purple, whatever, whatever, mm -hmm. right? And you then people can drop notes in, you know, nice notes in your box. Okay, that sounds w wonderful. What's wrong? Oh, Jacob is, what, is what's wrong. Guess what Jacob did? with his second grade valentine's box everyone mean? else is putting glitter and purple hearts and red hearts and and kisses and you know cupid and stuff like that jacob wrapped his in foil and called it an alien <laughs> jacob no no sorry i was thinking about aliens because of earlier a robot a that's robot. what i meant sorry yeah. sorry sorry i wrapped it in tin foil and put little you know dials on it and like an antenna with you know what are those those uh, not, uh, what are those the pipe twist? cleaners yeah pipe yeah, cleaners yeah, yeah. Yes. so pipe cleaners and so i designed mine with uh as a robot <laughs> and so if perfect. that is that not perfect because not only was it such a middle finger to a valentine's day it was also replacing human love and empathy <laughs> with the opposite of it yeah <laughs> So I was just like double middle finger to Valentine's Day from second grade. And so I don't know if there was something that spurred that. And I'm going to like find out through like regression therapy and see like if there's like, you know, uh, see if there's something back there. I don't know. But um, yeah, no, I, okay. Hate is a strong word. I don't hate Valentine's Day. I just don't celebrate it. I get that. Because I celebrate it every other day of the year. And I'm just, I'm right. a very romantic person. I just feel like I don't need a corporate holiday to tell me to do these things. And I'm not going to tell people that it's wrong to do that. Because I love what you just said. That's super romantic. I hope you get all that stuff. I hope you do something for them, you know. Uh, and I hope everyone gets to celebrate, you know. Uh, I just personally, in our household, Olivia and I just kind of look at each other. And we're like yeah <laughs> like, it's like every day um and so yeah and uh parks and rec reference i love galentine's day that's yes, a that's, that's a fun so idea yeah. i love that they Definitely did that in that. um uh how i met your mother too oh really yeah it was less of was a it their first no no oh what no it wasn't valentine's day no i don't think so what the first episode is that what no, you were saying no no was it um was it on How I Met Your Mother before oh, it was on Parks and Rec? I don't know the timeline. I know How I Met Your Mother, I think, started first because they started in 2005. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know which season it was in, so I wouldn't be able to tell you which one came first. But okay. they both did it. I think it's both funny. It's That's, a good idea. Yeah. I um, can I yeah. tell you what I got Zoe since they're not going to hear this until oh, yeah. after Valentine's Day? Um, I got them a... So it is a heart box of chocolates, but there are no chocolates inside. Uh, instead of chocolates, uh, there are uh, like gemstones, like mm -hmm. amethyst and, uh, and nice. sapphire and stuff like that. And uh, I 
was unemployed up until very recently for the past month because mm -hmm. of COVID. I lost my job. Mm -hmm. uh, so I couldn't really afford to really do much. And like we talked about that before. Um, but I did have uh, some some gemstones at my house. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm using that and like pieces of geodes to, to fill in the cool. box. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love those geode boxes yes. you know, where like, it's like a geode that opens up and there's, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Um, are they, are the stones specific to them or just They're not. whatever? Stones? Yeah. Just kind of, just kind of pretty like crystals and okay. stuff like that. I know like birthstones and stuff like that. No, but, I, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't think I, there's a blue crystal, but I don't think it's sapphire. Sapphire is their birthstone. Okay. Um, uh, no. Uh, eventually, maybe uh, I'll I'll be able to do something like that. I couldn't really go out and buy any. Yeah. Uh, I just took the the crystals that we had at our house. And I like that because what you're telling me is that you're not going out to purchase anything. Right. You're making a romantic gesture with things that you have or some kind of tangible experience. That's what I think Valentine's Day is about, mm -hmm. not about the $350 dinner dates and right. the, the crazy stuff and the balloons and the blah, 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 blah. You know, like Olivia and I, uh, before you got here and before we uh, recorded this podcast, Olivia and I ordered um, a Valentine's Day um, baker bakery box mm -hmm. from our friend that I was telling you about. Uh, shout out Matt mm -hmm. uh, at Stop and Smell the Flowers, local bakery guy. Uh, and so he delivered that and we're going to eat, we're going to eat those baked goods on Sunday and that's our Valentine's day. That's awesome. That's yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. Thanks for, for tuning in. Uh, you guys have a happy Valentine's day and a good rest of your week. Um, our cover art is made by Tori. You can find her on Instagram at crap load of crafts. Uh, thank you, Tori. Uh, music done by Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Pretty good music. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Drive safe. It's icy out there. Yeah. Yeah, drive safe. Uh, I don't think I've got anything else. Do you have anything? You don't have anything else? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't really have anything else. No. I just uh, usually go, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> you want to do it? I just did it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, well, thanks, bye. bye.